One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. It's the Ten Crack Commandments. Wow. Uh. Uh. Man, can't tell me nothing about this coke. Uh-huh. Can't tell me nothing about this crack, this weed for my hustling niggas. Uh. Niggas on the corner. I ain't forget you, niggas. My triple B, niggas. I've been in this game for years. Uh, it made me an animal. It's rules to the shit. Uh-huh. I wrote me a manual, a step by step booklet. All right, all right, all right. You're listening to the Word Talking Football Podcast, coming to you from a shared universe podcast studio. I'm Weston. With me to my left is my right hand man, Lou. Lou, how fitting to lead in with the 10 crack commandments as we're going to be focused on top 10s for the next few weeks as we enter the low point of the NFL season. Tonight, we begin with the quarterbacks. What can the audience expect? Yeah, so pretty much what we're going to be doing, uh, this is the the kickoff, the leadoff to our series of top 10s. We're going to go throughout the perhaps the more attractive positions, the quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, and what have you. Uh, and we feel like we're going to be the top 10 that's currently in the NFL today. And then we'll also throw out like a name, some names later, overrated, underrated, and things of that nature. It is going to be challenging for me to find additional songs with like a top 10 theme and stuff like that. So I have my work cut out for me. You sure do, but I'm okay with this on repeat. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm never disappointed by the the song choice here. I want to reiterate what you just said. Top 10 in the league now. Stay tuned for future iterations when we get into top 10s of our generation across Mm -hmm. different positions. We'll wrap up this evening leading into what position we're going to cover hopefully next week because we've been removed from the studio here for a few weeks now. I've missed you. I know Ming has missed us. Um, my seat has missed me, so I'm ready. I'm ready to get going. If you are, sir, ain't no time like the present time. Let's do this. All right, so we're working backwards, right? Ten through one. Yes, we're going to be going ten through one. Lead us in. Who's Don in number ten for you, sir? All right, I got to start off hot right here. Uh, in my opinion, the uh, tenth best quarterback in the league currently today is dramatic pause. Ryan Tannenhill. And you're going to, and you're, uh, the, the look, I knew it. I knew it. All right. I knew this is a controversial take. Super controversial, but continue. Okay. So the, here's the thing. He has better winning percentages than Watson, Wentz, Mayfield, Cousins, Stafford, Carr. And they all have gleaming reviews by, you know, critics. Well, not all, not Wentz and what have you. Uh, he's four and seven against New England. It's a 36% winning percentage. You're like, okay, that's not so great, right? That's a higher percentage than Peyton Manning. And look, he really created a new type of career for him the last two years with Tennessee. If you look at the the stats, they really jump off, especially we did last year. In 2020, he had uh, 3,800-yard passing yards, 33 touchdowns, seven interceptions. What there seems like game manager. Perhaps his stint with Miami – was a fluke. Don't forget who his coach was, Adam Gaze. Don't forget who the talent that was surrounded him, Brian Hartline. I mean, no wonder why this guy was not successful. And also, he was, I think, if, correct me if I'm wrong, Weston, call me out on this. Wasn't he a converted wide receiver at Texas A&M to a quarterback? Yes, that is So true. maybe he just needed a little more time to perhaps grow in, uh, you know, in the position a little better. 
Now, if you look at what he did, I'm not a huge proponent when it comes to wins and losses, but uh, your Giants fans that love Eli Manning, what have you, they love this type of stats. But you know, I'll throw it out there too. Last two years, he was 18 and eight. It's a pretty damn good winning percentage. So, and he led him to the playoffs, the back-to-back years. I just don't see why he's being overlooked at as a, a top ten quarterback. So I'll touch upon this in a moment. However, you mentioned winning percentage. Prior to his arrival at Tennessee, he had never had a winning season. Two 500 seasons. I draw some of his his success, his recent success, to King Henry behind him running for 2,000 yards a season in a more simplified offense with more talent around him. So to me, that doesn't speak to top 10 ability, but I'm going to bite my tongue for a moment because I'm going to have somebody in this top 10 that you can literally make the same argument in. So I'm not going to dig my own grave. I'm going to say, this is your list. I keep, I'm going to repeat myself, his record against New England. He's always given them fits. He always has given them fits. And you, if you want to take a but look. But how is somebody with a 36% winning percentage giving you're, them fits? But you're, you're not understanding, though. You're not understanding. Peyton Manning had 35%. Yes. But that was Tom Brady, Peyton Manning. Like, he's New been, England has done this to many of teams. He's been to me, th- he's just... Par right, for the I th- course. I think the last four games he's been three and one against them. Okay. Well, that's a dip. You should have led with that. Okay. Well. Okay. So, all right. Starting it off with fire. I'm going to cool some of this fire down. My number 10 in the league right now is equally as controversial because there is not enough body of work on this individual, but it's a testament of to what I believe They are right now. And when I was building this list, I looked at it like, okay, going in order, if I was planning a 17-game season right now and I could select my starting quarterback, taking the assumption that maybe these nine people are removed, why would I take this person, right? So that's kind of how I – that was my algorithm, if you will. Okay. So my number 10 quarterback is 23-year-old Justin Herbert. Go ahead. I'm going to talk some stats for you. Again, not a lot. Not a lot of a body of work. 15 games, right, that, that he started here. Um, for 2020, 4,300 yards, 31 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Also ran for 234 yards and five rushing touchdowns. That culminated to a 6-9 and nine record. He had one comeback in three game-winning drives as a rookie, right? To me, it got exponentially better as the year went on. And when I look at some of these other quarterbacks in the league, I look at Justin Herbert and I say, if I was to use a baseball term, he's a five-tool athlete to me. I know you hate hearing this because you just don't want to be disappointed like as a fan, but I believe in this hype. And if these nine other individuals I'm going to rattle off are not available, I would be thrilled to go into the season with him as my starting quarterback. I get it. Justin Her- Herbert was phenomenal last year. You can throw all the, the the repetitive stories how he had no offseason. He you know he just was thrown into the Kansas City game and what have you. That being said, I cannot put a 
guy who only played one year in the NFL as a top 10 quarterback. I need to see what else he can do. And this is going to be another trying year for him because he has a new offensive coordinator. There's uh, He has new uh, personnel around him. He's going to have to learn a new system. I ju- it's just something that I think I need to see a little more before I'm starting haphazardly throwing a guy who only played one year into the top 10. We've seen this before. RG3. Yep. Amazing first year. Trubisky was really good the first year too. Carson Wentz, first couple years. I need to see more before we can put this guy in the top 10, in my opinion. I love him. I, I have high hopes for him. Uh, I hope I'm not wrong there. You just don't love him as much as I love him. And this is not haphazard. I gave you my methodology gotcha. as to how I tackled this. I, it is not a massive body of work. I am well aware of that. But when I look at a list of some of these other people, when I'm comparing just his, his position, the people around him, aging. People around him have other support factors that this guy didn't have. And he did this at a rookie level. And I, I know the caution stories that you just said, right? RG3, Carson Wentz, Mitchell Trubisky. This guy is not them. He's not them. Uh, I don't care what anybody says. He's not them. And like I said, working backwards, if the nine other people that I'm going to rattle off in, this would be who I would tap to go into the season as my starting quarterback. Okay. Who do you got for number nine? Number nine, I have Matt Ryan. He's a four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. When we talk about Pro Bowl, Pro Bowlers, let's uh, temper our uh, excitement when it comes to discussing that because there's so many alternatives nowadays. Almost anyone become can be a Pro Bowler. But he's a four-time Pro Bowler, one-time All-Pro. Most importantly, he's a one-time MVP. He is the heart and beat of Atlanta. You look at his stats every year. He's putting up over 4,000 yards passing. Uh, Granted, he has a bunch of talent around him. Throughout his career, he has 38 game-winning drives, uh, 34th quarter comebacks. He he was this close to winning it all. And pretty much, I'm a big fan of him. Still think he got some in the tank. You look at the records, though, the last couple of years, you can obviously see there has been some regression. Is that from him? I don't think so because the stats say differently. Uh, I think it's more of team regression. But, yeah, he's always going to give you anywhere from like 28 to like 32 touchdowns a year. I love Matt Ryan. Love Matty Ice. I mean, I think this, his nickname alone is indicative of, of how he approaches the game. I had to – disclaimer, he's not in my top 10, but it was hard decisions to not have him in my top 10. So you have a one-time quarterback mm-hmm. over a one-time MVP yeah. in your top 10. Okay. Yeah. Listen. Okay. I'm looking at this right now, right? Like some of what I have to, to I'm going to put out there is based on an overwhelming amount of past performance. But the people on my list show me that if I'm going into 2021, which is right now, they're still doing it regardless of past production or not. And I'm not taking away from my guys like eight through 12. We could have 10 other people in here and our 8 through 12s will all look different, right? It, it's preference at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as Maddie gets a little older, he's still clearly a little bit, you know, he was never mobile, but he's going to get less and less mobile. Like a 23-year-old kid, he can move around for me. It's just different, you know? Okay. Number nine for me, 24-year-old, and I still can't believe this individual is only 24 years old. Pro Bowl, league MVP, First team All-Pro, all in the same year. It's happened once for him. But 
Lamar Jackson is the number. So I'm gonna I'm gonna address some things here. 2020, 2,700 yards, 26 touchdowns, nine picks, 60 just under 65 percent completion rate. He rushed for over a thousand yards, rushed for seven touchdowns, 6.3 yards per carry. For his career, just over 7,000 yards rushing, 68 touchdowns, 18 interceptions, 64% completion rate, almost 3,000 yards rushing, 19 touchdowns, six yards per carry. He's got a career record of, of 30 and seven. He's played in four playoff games, two comebacks, four game winning drives, right? So that, that those are the accolades, if you will. I know the knock on Lamar is, is the passing element of it. And is he a pocket passing quarterback or is he a running quarterback? To me, he's just a whatever needs to get done. I know you're going to say like people always say like, oh, it's completion percentage is completion percentage. But if you really start looking at some of these people that are going to be on our list, he's not. He's par for the course, you know what I mean? And and I don't think the offense was designed to let him just sling the rock. He's got the arm to do it. It's more of like, I guess the knock is more the mental capacity to get through progressions, to sit in the pocket and not just go with his first instinct to run. But you know what? Running the ball has been really successful for him. I just talked to you, 30, 30 and 7 as a career record. Um, and I would argue a lot of that has to do with what he is able to do as well and just being that dual threat and how you can cover all you want, but you can't account for that. And if I got to go win games, I know his legs coupled with his arm, they're going to win me some games. Okay, so I think with the problem with people, the perception of Lamar uh, Jackson is he doesn't – hit those statistics that a traditional football pan, uh, fan wants to yeah. see. 4,000 yards passing. Exactly. Yeah. The yards, the completion percentage. However, it, there's different ways to win games, and that's all you need to do as a quarterback. What people really feel – when they look at his, his offensive uh, stats, especially on the passing side, they're going to throw some you know rocks and dents into it to basically say – it doesn't look that good. However, you have to incorporate his running and you have to incorporate the total touchdowns he's been having year in and year out. Uh, last year, what he, what he have? Uh, like, you know, 34 touchdowns the year before he had 43. You have touchdowns equals wins. Yeah. I'm sorry. And the one stat that I'm, I take a look at when I did this completion percentage. Yes, you want to look at that, but look at yards per attempt. Yards per attempt is very important, and I'm going to tell you why it's very important. Basically, it's actually uh, a good metric for how often the quarterback tries to drive the ball downfield, right? That's like the yep. definition of yards per attempt. But the whole important thing is it's also a historic correlation of a team's offensive output. The higher the yards per attempt, usually the more they score. That's me oversimplifying it. And there's actually a study done in 2008 that teams with a favorable yards per attempt won 71% of the time, 150, ga- 150 uh, games wins to uh, 61 losses. So if I'm really oversimplifying yards per attempt, it's a great indicator for wins. And he meets the, the yards per attempt threshold, 7.5. That is what I'm looking at. His total touchdowns, his yards per attempt. It's just that it's not traditional and he doesn't fit in the, the cubby that everyone wants him to fit in as a traditional quarterback. Well, to your point, he's trying to push the ball down the field, right? His yards accumulated are not bubble screens, right? Jet sweeps or mm-hmm. little shovel passes that you just have to literally let go of the ball in the guy sweeping, you know, in motion across the field and just put into his lap. Like 
the attempts are there. I think the offense needs to start to evolve a little bit more around him um, in stretching the field, in doing those things. But again, can you fault a guy? Like Michael Vick made a living on this. If the pocket breaks, I'm a 4-3-40 guy. Come yeah. catch me. You know don't what I mean? Some, like, don't be something you're not. Yeah, you know, like totally. They did this They did this to RG3. They did this to Kaepernick. They did this to people like, no, we need you to be a pocket quarterback. And you took away what more often than not let well, them sit in the pocket and because what, you didn't want to get burnt downside. And also what got them there. Yeah, 100%. Who do you got for eight? So eight, I have uh, Dak Pres- uh, Prescott, uh, two-time Pro Bowler, uh, 2016 Offensive Rookie of the Year. If you just look, first and foremost, outside of last year, and last year was a fluke, he hasn't had a losing season. So once again, for those people who love to attribute uh, team wins with quarterbacks, he's a, he has 42 wins and 27 losses. You just see, look at the 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 progression you see year over year when it comes to his completion percentage. Last year, he had 68% uh, completion percentage. Uh, he, he was really good last year. Uh, and if you look at it, he, he has 106 touchdowns to 40 interceptions. That's a fantastic ratio as a quarterback. And he's been pretty good, too, in the playoffs. Those numbers pretty much don't move. He has five touchdown, five throwing touchdowns to two interceptions, six, 64% passing. So it's not like uh, he – Regresses when he, once he gets to the stage, and he's in 2016, 2018. He he was able to bring the Cowboys to the playoffs. I'm a huge fan of Prescott. I think he's going to keep on progressing, and he does bring something. I would like to see him use more of his legs, but he does bring uh, another uh, dynamic to the to his game when it comes to rushing. He just doesn't do it as frequently as I like to see it. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of Dak as well, and I and I'll be the first to admit I wasn't when he was coming out. Right, I was more of like, ah, is this guy a gimmick guy? Like, is he going to be so dependent upon his legs? And I didn't think he was that four three four four burner that it was going to translate well for him in the NFL. I think his 2019 season is indicative of who he is: 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns. Well, I think something like 11 picks. Like that's who he wants to be. What I thought was really telling about his progression in the NFL and how he has gotten better and taken over as a a leader of the Cowboys team, 14 game-winning drives in his first three seasons. It's the most by any quarterback through their first three seasons since 1960. So that is 60 years of football and I know the game's evolved, but I think that's just telling of where he is. And I'm, I'm in total agreement that, you know, Dak is definitely a top 10 quarterback in the league. I wanted to get him up there more. I just I just couldn't. Yep. But it doesn't slight how, how much how I feel for him when it comes to his skill level. OK. Eight for me overall. And I think this is going to be I think there's going to be a little controversy here. Maybe maybe not because the. The overall record is super underwhelming, but I don't think it's an indictment on the player himself. 33-year-old Matthew Stafford I have as eight overall. 2020, 4,084 yards, 26 touchdowns, 10 um, picks, 64% completion rate. I know it's uh, a 5-11 and 11 record, but for his career... I mean, this is a serious body of work. 45,000 45, passing yards, 282 touchdowns. 144 picks. He's a career just under 63% completion percentage, but he has a losing record overall. I know he had Megatron, right? Like, I get all that. Um, 
But to me, this guy is guts. He is grit. He is the absolute leader of any team he is on. And he leads by example, not just because he's the quarterback. He played for a really, and pardon my French, shitty Detroit Lions team for an extended period of time and still showed up. Outside of his like rookie and sophomore year due to injuries, only 2019. So again, think of that body of work. So you're thinking about 11 seasons in a row where he played 16 games. Then he had an injury. Last year, through everything, played all 16 games. Like, I want this guy under center all the time. 31 comebacks, 38 game-winning drives. I mean, to me, Stafford is a, a stud. The Rams hit a home run. We talked about it when we did that, and they they pulled out all the stops. Um, but, again, the overall record's lackluster. The amount of playoff games that Detroit has seen is lackluster. But, you know, it's it's the ultimate team sport. One player can only do so much. Matthew Stafford, as a player, I love. Like I said, I always love those players that he's gritty. You know, he's banged up. He'll keep on going out there and play at a high level. I just had him outside my top 10, to be honest with you. I had him at 12. A couple of things. If you want to be pro Matt Stafford, you can say, hey, he has 13 more game-winning drives than Aaron Rodgers. That's pretty impressive. That guy's pretty good, right? But – if you want to kind of throw a little ice on there, his record against winning teams, 8-67. and 67. And I know they've had awful shitty teams, but that's a pretty low record to only have eight wins out of 75 games. And if you look at his yards per attempt, you said he had Megatron. He only had 7.2 yards per attempt. How do you have 7.2 yards per attempt with perhaps the top like four best wide receiver of all time? Listen, I get it. I'll, I'll boil it down to, and I'm not making excuses for Stafford, but I would say that, you know, Megatron wasn't exactly the epitome of health either, right? So some of those lingering seasons where he wasn't out on the field, and when your second best offensive weapon's not there, like what can, I mean, this dude was making a living throwing to like pre Kenny Galladay, you know, like Theo Riddick out of the backfield. <laughs> you know what I mean? I like, you. and. Um, and, and again, we we just talked about this, like eight through 12, eight through 13 on anybody's list is going to vary. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's whoever owns the list. It's their preference. And Matthew Stafford has always been a preference of mine. You remember when we were talking about the trade from between the lines and the Rams, how disappointed I was as a 49ers fan that we weren't all in on Matthew Stafford at that point. Yeah. All right. For number seven, for me, um, I have Lamar Jackson. We won't beat a dead horse too much, but there's one accolade that you actually forgot. He was a Madden cover recipient. You got that that's very important. <laughs> Did he sur- and he survived the curse? I think so, yeah. Yeah, I think he survived the cur- curse. Uh Lamar Jackson, he's electric. He's a he's a you know, he's a highlight film. Uh the only issue with me, I couldn't move him up closer to the top five, is because he seriously regresses in the playoffs. Now, if you look at his uh his, his playoff numbers, his percentage, his completion percentage goes down eight, eight points to 55.9%. He's one in three in the playoffs. His yards per attempt also go down significantly to 6.6. And that's one, almost a one full percent. It, it just doesn't, hasn't been clicking when he gets to the playoffs. He's still extremely young. Like you said, he's about to be 24. So am I worried? No. It's just that he has he's not there where he needs to be to compete with some of the better quarterbacks or teams in the league. 
uh, per se. Uh, but like I said, what's most important with him is you have to incorporate his both rushing and his passing abilities and don't just focus on all the passing because he scores touchdowns, touchdowns wins games. He's on my list just in a different order, so I'm not going to belabor any points. And it's going to be the same thing here and probably moving forward over the next. But for me, number seven was Dak Prescott. Okay. You said everything that I would say about him. The only thing that I might add is because you used this stat earlier when you were talking about yards per attempt and trying to push it down. And he down the field, and he's above that threshold, right? So for his career, it's 7.7. The last two years, 8.4 and 8.2 in yards per attempt. So that's huge. Dak isn't dinking and dunking. No. You know what I mean? Like he's going for a first down every time he drops back. And I just think you got to love that about him. And I hope he stays stays healthy. So that's number seven for me. Who yeah, do you got? And, and the great thing with Dak also, uh, before we go, it's not like he puts the ball in jeopardy. He's not a turnover machine, too, when he's going for those deep shots. That's what's most important. 106 career touchdown passes, 40 interceptions. You take that ratio all day long. Exactly. Who do you got at six? Uh, I feel like I'm going to get chastised for saying this. Josh Allen. And I know it's probably later, uh, earlier or later, depending on how you see it. I have Josh Allen at six. I'm. I, last year was phenomenal. I get it. It was phenomenal, and he's a dual threat. I get it. I just want to see another year of this before I move him up. Uh, I think my top five will make sense, and I think one person in my top five is getting slighted. So uh, I will hold that off. But yes, Josh Allen had, had a fantastic year last year. Sixty-nine point two percent completion percentage, over forty-five hundred passing yards. Uh, 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, and he did pretty well in the playoffs as well. Uh, he also puts up roughly around four to 500 yards rushing too. Uh, so you have to you have to take that into a con- uh, in, into consideration. And all that being said, I, I like Josh Allen, uh, but if you just look at the years past. I just want to keep on. I don't want him to regress this year yep. because what happened was he, he did so good this year. People start noticing tendencies. Can he? And then they start making adjustments. Can he survive those adjustments? You have to understand. Going into the uh, the twenty twenty year, I think his over under on passing yards was thirty two hundred yards. And he went for forty five hundred. He went for forty five hundred. So he had a meteor uh, meteor uh, breakout there. So that's why I have Josh Allen. I just want to see another year, and then I put him closer to the top uh, top five. Listen, I give you credit for being consistent in your sentiment. The same reason you chastised me for having Justin Herbert at 10 overall is because you want to see a little bit more. I would say that Josh Allen over the last three years since he's been a starting quarterback has progressed every single year. I'm not going to knock you for where you have him located by by any means. So long as he's in your top 10, there's no argument yeah. that he's not a top 10 quarterback in this league because he is a dual threat too, right? Like he, and he's not just, he's not a speed rusher. I mean, it's like a really tall fullback running into you. It's like, like a Cam Newton light. Yeah. That being said, I know I stated before he has 69.2% uh, completion percentage, but when he's off, he, he, He's off. Like me, he's nowhere as close to throwing for those. Well, for career, he's closer to sixty percent completion. Yeah. Again, last year felt like, like the anomaly la- so far, but I don't think it's an anomaly. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, hey, I'm gonna move. I'm he's close to the top five. Yep. 
was this an outlier this year or is this a thing to come things to come yep. you have to understand the defense the the teams around him in the AFC East they got better yep. their defenses got better so i just want to see a little more before moving on there even if there's a drop off so long as it's not significant he's still worthy of top eight mm-hmm. in the league, right? You gave me a look when I said Josh Allen, like, bro, no, are you kidding? No, 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 dude, no. I saw it. I, I saw it. Well, <laughs> listen, here, like, moving forward in this conversation, like, I have a feeling if we're not saying the same name, like, we're one off from one another. And that'll make sense yeah. in a minute. So, number number six for me is probably number five for you, in all honesty, and it's Deshaun Watson. Okay. Um, You know, in 2020, he was magnificent. 4,800 yards, 33 touchdowns, seven picks, over a 70% completion rate, ran for another 400 yards and three touchdowns, but he had a four and 12 record. You know, as for the career, he does have, you know, he's above 500. He's 28 and 25. He's thrown for over 14,000 yards, 100 touchdowns, 36 picks. He's a career 67, 68% completion percentage. He's ran for, Listen, he's uber talented. There's no denying. The guy's a a winner between the ears on the football field. I think why he's at six for me is I don't know if he's playing football this year, you know? And and if I felt more confident about that, he's probably slightly higher on this list. But I always draw back to the mentality that I created this list with. If I was starting a team in 2021 and I got to handpick my quarterback – if I don't know if he's going to even play or if he's going to be suspended or whatnot, like there's got to be a little penalty for that. In my, in my opinion, right? Like it's, Hey, it's my list. I'll create it the way I want to. And I'm penalizing Deshaun Watson a spot because of that. Whatever makes you sleep at night, man. Makes me sleep great. But like, listen, I mean, the dude, he's played in three playoff games. He's a three-time pro bowler, eight comebacks, 10 game winning drives. Like he's got all the individual accolades. Uh, nobody's going to deny how talented talented he is. He looks to pass, he can he can a play breaks down, he can take off and he can run with the best of them in the league, but what do we always say about quarterbacks or any player in the NFL? Availability is the best ability mm-hmm. and is he available right now? I don't know. We'll see. Who's 5? Five? 5 for me. It's going to be telling. Uh, I'm very interested to see what your top five is, but five for me is uh, Tom Brady. Okay. Um, I don't know if you have Tom. Don't tell me. I don't know if you have Tom Brady uh, in your top uh, top five. If you don't, shame on you. And you're probably thinking, oh, there's some throws out there. You can't throw the deep ball and what have you. Tom Brady had 4,600 yards last year throwing. That ranked him third in the NFL. More than Josh Allen, more than Aaron Rodgers, more than Russell Wilson. He also had 40 touchdowns last year. I didn't even know this. He had 40 throwing touchdowns last year. That ranked him second in the NFL. Yards per attempt, by the way, 7.5. So it meets that threshold. Yep. The record, they're 11-5. This guy went to a totally different team, totally different scheme, uh, Bruce Arians is completely different than, than Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick likes to get the ball out quick. Arians is uh, play action, bomb it down the you know down the field to new personnel, and all he did was lead a losing franchise to the Super Bowl and won it. I don't think I have to say anything else. If he's not in your top five, bro, shame on you. Did you did you know that Tom Brady as a starter has never had a losing record? Yes. 
the closest he ever came was nine and seven. Um, I don't care about the age. What he did last year, going to a new team, like I said, during COVID with the very limited offseason, it, it just blew me away. Okay. So I'll give you my number five. My number five is Josh Allen. Um, you rattled off the stats. We just talked about the progression year over year. Um, I happen to be a believer that the, he will be a repeat offender time and time again. And this is a little bit more indicative of who he's going to be as a quarterback in the NFL for quite some time. That's why he he gets the the nod for me. I mean, in three seasons, he's played in four playoff games. He's led eight comebacks, 11 game-winning drives, and none of those were in his rookie year. Yeah. <laughs> right? So, like, getting better as uh, time goes on, but I, I'm not going to belabor anything. I just I, – I believe in my heart that 2020 is a true indication, plus or minus a few yards, plus or minus a touchdown here or there or an interception, that that, that is who Josh Allen is, and that's who the Buffalo Bills believe they were getting when they drafted him. And to me, he's the top five quarterback in the NFL. Don't make me look like a bad, like bad guy to Bills Mafia here thinking that, like, oh, I'm not high on Somebody Josh. throw this guy through a table. Dude, don't make me look like that. Bro, you I, just chastise me if Tom Brady is not in your top five. You're in, I didn't even get to look, my top five he yet. He better be in there, man. He better be in there. And I hate Tom Brady as a person and a player. Don't get me started, please. <laughs> Uh, number four, uh, Deshaun Watson. He's a three-time Pro Bowler. What he did last year, regardless, you know, they had a losing record. He did it with a bunch of scrubs. 4,800. He led the league in passing with 4,800 passing yards. He can win with his feet, you know, his legs too. He had over 400 rushing yards, you know, 36 uh, total touchdowns. We went over the yards per attempt, 8.9. Who was he even thrown to last year? Brandon Cooks, Randall Cobb. Yeah. Uh, Kuki Kiti, whatever. I just can't believe it. Kiki Yeah, whatever the hell his name is. He's it. He's yep. a gr- he's a great player, and he's a leader. If you, I did not take any of the off the field stuff into consideration. I'm just want. I just think he's the fourth best quarterback in the league as of today. Hey, it's your list. Yeah. You didn't have to take any of it into consideration. I did. I. I just talked about Deshaun Watson. So, I, again, we're in agreement. The guy is a stud for sure. Um, I mean, shit, we talked about it the entire time when we were talking about what the half of these teams were going to do in free agency before all of that excess uh, information came into to play. So, number four for me. 14-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, three-time league MVP, 45 playoff game appearances, 39 comebacks, 48 game-winning drives, seven-time Super Bowl champion, none other than 44-year-old Tom Brady. Good for you, bro. So he is in my top five. Lou, you and I see eye-to-eye on this. Like, I hate saying this, but nobody was rooting harder against Tom Brady and his success when going to Tampa. Than me, I, hate I wanted face. to believe <laughs> that it was right place, right time, right circumstances. Part of the Belichick way. I don't even say the Patriot way. It is the Bill Belichick way. I wanted to believe that. I was wanting to hope. Uh, I was hoping for that, and he proved me wrong. Like you just said, forty six hundred yards, forty touchdowns, twelve picks, sixty six percent completion percentage. He rushed for three TDs because he's that 
ultimate yeah. fourth down goal line sneak quarterback. Uh, and I appreciate that about him. We've talked about he's never had a losing season. Um, it, he, he's I can't goat. say he is, he's you know, goat. and you know how I feel about this. And you I know, hate him. You know how I want to like who I want to say is the GOAT, but I can't take that away from him. He's still doing it at 44. And then probably the only reason why he's at number four on my list is because I have to believe in his age 44 season. He can't keep doing this, right? Like it just there has to be. You've been saying this for three years now. <laughs> regression. I mean, last year he threw for just a hair over 4,000 yards. Yeah. 600 yards later. Now, granted, I too would love to have Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and an Antonio Brown and these type of people yeah, to throw also, to. But He also was making players off Scotty Miller. Yep. Let's not. And it's Stretching a, the field with Scotty Miller. And you let's know? also not forget that this is a completely different offensive philosophy that he went to. I know I said that before. Yep. Before that was the dinking and the dunking to the uh, the running backs out of the backfield, uh, the small little shifty white receivers in the slot. Like that was get the ball out quick. This is this was completely different. He's averaging a full yard more in average yards per attempt this past year than he did yeah. last year. Difference in the offense, and yes, he's got the playmakers, but it still requires somebody to get them the ball, even if they're open, right. and he's still doing it. You know what? If you want to say, oh, the Buccaneers are loaded, where were they the year before with the similar talent? Outside of Tom Brady, who did they really bring in last year? Why it's the most po- important position exactly. in any sport. But <laughs> it's any not- time. It requires you, – you, even you can have the best team in the world. If you don't have a quarterback that's capable, it's not happening. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yep. Even Jameis Winston, uh, who once was a sorted out uh, top uh, quarterback, even he couldn't. Couldn't do it with yeah. this team. You're right. All right. Number three. So this is where I'm, I'm interested because I, I want to venture a guess that we're probably the same on number three, but I, I'm really curious about one and two. Okay. So number three. I'm going to lead in with this. Number three, I think, has been is the worst number three quarterback I can from the last couple of years I can think. Like, for example, it used to be that spot used to be for Brady, or not Brady, it used to be for Manning or Breeze or Rodgers. This is the worst number three because I don't like him as a player, but the fact that I have to put him here, Russell Wilson, seven time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, like Brady, has never had a losing record as well. He has very similar numbers to Tom Brady. That thing that separates Russell Wilson from Brady is his ability to make plays with his feet. So that's why I have him uh, in, in, the, in the third slot right here. All that being said, I didn't like it. Like I said, we we were we were spoiled with other quarterbacks, and we we're really going to miss on Breeze and you know players like that. And Peyton Manning and what have you. This is perhaps the he's the worst ranked third quarterback of all time. That even makes any sense. I feel like I'm talking circle. No, it made to me it makes perfect sense. Lou, what stickers do you see on my computer screen here? I see Apple. Uh and I see 49ers. Okay. So you know how much it pains me to even talk about somebody who plays for the Seattle Seahawks, let alone someone like Russell Wilson, who's been a personal 49ers slayer for the last nine years. 
guy's talented. The guy's a winner. He's got everything that you want to be a leader of your team other than he's just corny as all Mr. Unlimited, Mr. Uh. Unlimited, whatever. He's Is he rightfully deserving of this spot? Yes. But what bothers me the most, I mean, dude, the way he started last year, like he just as easily could have been the MVP. It cooled off towards the end, but the whole let Russ cook, let Russ cook, it was like a different Seattle offense than you've ever seen. They were always run first. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden it was like, oh, shit, look at what Russ is doing. Let's let him throw the like throw the ball 40 times a game and and throw for five touchdowns. And then it, it fizzled out over time. I mean, the the length of an NFL season can do that to, to any offense. But what pains me is because I've seen this firsthand against 49ers is there are times where Russell Wilson looks super pedestrian for three plus quarters. I'll use 49er games as an example where I'm like, we're going to win. We are going to beat Seattle. And then you're like, oh, wait, it's only a one possession game. And then Russell wakes up and it's like, oh. Oh, this is a football game? Oh, yeah, yeah, let me just go ahead and do it. And then just like miraculous comebacks, miracle plays. Like it's Tyler Lockett, how he makes this guy like some of the catches this guy makes, the way he fits the ball into him. And like, listen, Tyler Lockett's doing a lot of that too. But like Russ is finding, you know, is he's putting, he's dropping it in the bucket, right? For lack of a better term. Beautiful deep ball. It's unbelievable, man. Um, But he holds on to the ball way too long. Everyone keeps on saying how bad the offensive line in Seattle is. He's a lot of the reasons for those sacks there. Be- 100% because he doesn't want to turn the ball over. Like, he protects the ball very, very well. Um, he he does not often make mistakes, right? He might not make the electric play. The game might be ugly 6-3 to three going into the fourth quarter, and then they'll put up 21 points in the fourth quarter. Again, absolutely deserving of number three overall, but I totally agree with you. The worst... It feels like the worst number three rated the most quarterback. Overrated ever. number three yeah. quarterback yeah. of all time. Okay. Russell Wilson. Speaking of overrated, we I'm looking at the clock. We got two more uh, in our right. top ten. Let's get to those people. Who do you got I at have, number two? For number two, I have Aaron Rodgers. Uh for the fact that we'll, we'll go through the stats. Nine time Pro Bowl, three time all pro, one time Super Bowl champ, three time MVP. Listen, he's Aaron Rodgers. He he is phenomenal. He's never had the most elite talent around him. He's had good talent, and he's always made them better. Like before, what was Jordy Nelson before he went to you know before he got drafted by Green Bay? So he he's just he's just amazing. Uh, he has twenty five game winning drives, fourteen uh, a seventeen fourth quarter comebacks. You look at his numbers; they're, they're like they're insane. Over fifty one thousand yards passing his. Touchdown to interception ratio is insane. 412 touchdowns to uh, that 89. 89. 89. That's four to one. That's over four to one. Ridiculous. That's over four to one. He's not only efficient, but he's explosive too. That is insane. It's ridiculous. He's got a 126 and 63 record as a starting quarter and one as a starting quarterback. I'm more blown away by the touchdowns to uh, interception ratio. It's incredible. I had to take a double take. Double take. I was like, "Was that only 89?" Lou, he's the only player in NFL history with 300 plus touchdowns and under 100 interceptions, and he's under 100 interceptions with over 400 touchdown passes. So, like, that stat is just like. It's a really cool sounding stat, and then he just shits on it because he's like, "I'm better than that," right? Like, it's unbelievable. Um, and it just seems like 
he only gets better when the chips are stacked against him. This is why, like I was saying, when he's everything that's going on in the offseason, he's going to go back to Green Bay. He's going to throw for 5,000 yards. He's going to win MVP. This is how he just like psychs himself up for the for yeah. the, the season nowadays. Yeah. My number two is Patrick Mahomes. Wow. Yeah. So listen, he is the sexiest player in the league right now. Totally get it. Um, a short but very impressive body of work to this point in his career. Last year, 4,700 yards, 38 touchdowns, six picks, 66% completion percentage. Um, he's not he's not known as the runner, but it seems like those third and four, third and fives, when everything breaks down and Andy Reid's you know, genius doesn't come to fruition, he figures out a way to, to scramble for that first down and somehow people forget to tackle him on the sideline and then he takes off for another 30 yards and scores a touchdown. 14-1 record as a starter. They sat him. Um, this is splitting hairs to me, right? Like, But I go back to how I created my list. And if I was choosing who was going to be my starting quarterback right now for the season that I am going into, there were no rules around this. I said for the next 10 years, we talked about right now. So I interpret that as the season going next to us. Patty Mahomes is my number two. All right. Um, so who's your number one, Lou? Uh, my number one uh, would be uh, Derek Carr. No, <laughs> Eyeliner wearing <laughs> Derek Carr. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is my number one, obviously, and I have no stats on his name from the number one right here because I don't think there should. I don't have to talk to you about stats. It's just watch him play. It looks so effortlessly. The way he plays. Looks like he's just having fun. And then when things get serious, he's like, okay, I'll start trying now. His arm talent is insane. Unbelievable. His arm angles. He's a one-time – he has the same amount of uh, Super Bowls as at your boy Aaron Rodgers. And he's just starting his career. Just It's just the eye test. Last year, uh, he ranked second in passing yards for over 4,700 yards. Want to talk about efficiency, 38 passing touchdowns, six interceptions. That's an insane ratio as well. Yards per attempt, 8.1. I see so much Mahomes because he plays the team that I root for twice a year. And it's just – he there's no throw we cannot make. And he is young and he's only going to get better. Lou, do you think it's a fair – and I'll parlay this into my number one because it's obvious okay. what we were just talking about. But do you think it's fair to almost say like – there are elements of Patrick Mahomes' game that you're just kind of like, this is young Aaron Rodgers. Arm angles, yeah. launch points, confidence in the pocket, confidence in the huddle, just confidence in who he is as an individual, even though he's Kermit the Frog sounding. I mean, listen, I love everything about Patrick Mahomes. I, I still like this guy, even though his team beat my team in a Super Bowl and he waited till there were six minutes left in the game to remember how to play football like like Russell Wilson does to us. So that's why I, I hate all of this. You're never going wrong with one or the with one of these two guys. My number one's Aaron Rodgers. You just mentioned, hey, like the eye test for this year. Like Aaron Rodgers, when you talk about ratio touchdown to interception ratio, you said 38 to 6 for Mahomes. I'm gonna say 48 to 5 for Rodgers, right? Yeah. MVP of the league. Like, how do I not choose the MVP of the league at 37 years old going into the next season? And like Aaron, um, like Tom Brady, who's probably his closest from a seniority standpoint, neither of these guys show any sign uh, of slowing down. I think the one major difference for me why Aaron Rodgers is one 
And maybe it is just based off of experience in this league because they have similar individual accolades. Is to me, Aaron Rodgers just commands every look. He's a smug son of a bitch. I don't like anything about him as a person, but this dude can play football and he commands that huddle and he commands everybody's respect around him. And I'm not saying Mahomes doesn't. I'm just saying Rodgers does it a little bit better with a little bit more credibility to it. He has more tenure. So, yeah. Yep. All right. So, did you, you didn't do, you did underrated. I did underrated and overrated. Let's go, what's, since we both did overrated, let's go to overrated. I'm going to shock people. Baker Mayfield. And let me tell you why. I'm not saying Baker is a bad quarterback. I, I think he's just infic- efficient. What is he really good at? He has no awards to his name. He's the third best quarterback from his draft. His completion percentage was 62.8%, ranking him 30th in the league last year. He ranked 18th in the league last year with uh, 3,500 passing yards. He was tied for 12th in the league with 26 passing touchdowns, 15th in the league with a quarterback rating of 95.9, tied for 16th in the league with 7.3 yards per attempt. You see where he's consistently being ranked. He achieved all those numbers with the best offensive line perhaps in all of football, and the best running back duo, and really good offensive weapons around with Odell, Landry, Hooper, and Joku. I'm not saying he's bad. I think he's efficient. But wouldn't you think you would have better success than what he's currently being ranked at right now? You would think so. And I think there's still – I'm still craving more from Baker, and I still think he he has the right skill set. Um I'm not saying he won't. No, so exactly. I think there, I think we can hope for and expect more to come from him and continue to progress. Like last season, unquestionably, was his best season, right? I don't, yeah. Without even looking at the stats, yeah. like I know it has to be. I think we'll see more like that because they finally got that that run game going around. They finally got a defense going around him, right? Where you could just breathe a little easier. It doesn't have to like like what he did at Oklahoma, like be the the be all end all for that team. Like he has the opportunity just to settle in, worry about his position, do it well. But I agree. I think every year everybody's like, I Baker, Baker. And it's just not there. Cause it's his contract, he's up yeah. for a contract yeah. extension. Yeah. Cause he's the number one pick overall. That's he's going to get $165 million with those numbers. Yeah. And he's going to, cause it's just the way it works. I want to see more games like the one with the, against the Ravens last year when there was a shootout. And Baker was balling. I need to see more of those games before I'm giving him a $165 million contract. So real quick, if you had to rank him, is he like in your top 15 though? Probably. He's probably the 15th. Okay. Right right in the middle of the pack. Yep, yep. But he's going to be paid like he's top seven. So my most overrated, and you won't agree with this, is Ryan Tannehill. Ah! Yeah, of course. It's just the, it's the name, man. I'm telling it's, you, it's the it's, name. It's not the the name. It's so the last two years, yeah. Like on paper, like look at my my record, right? Like, what'd you say, eighteen and eight or something like that mm-hmm. over the last he was two good years. In the playoffs too. No winning season prior to that. Um, I think he is tremendously benefited from a. Arguably top three run game in the league, arguably the top running back in the league that can 
wind down the fourth quarter, keep games close. Like if you look at Tannehill, it'll say he's got 22 comebacks, 22 game winning drives, but I don't think that's indicative of him, right? I think those games are close. Just move the chains a little bit. I don't see him making the big throw to completely flip the field and get into field goal range to to win it, to do those things. And this is not an indictment on Ryan Tannehill. You called it out. Former collegiate wide receiver who came and was drafted in the NFL to play quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like that's weird. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it it to me, he's come a long way. He's getting progressively better. Um, but I think I'll just use your list as an example. And is that to me not a top 10 guy? I talk to a lot of people that say he's a top 10 guy for them. I'm not putting him at 20, just like we talked about Baker. Like He's in my top 15. Like he's probably 13, 14, 15, somewhere in there. But I, I do think his name carries a little bit more weight than it probably should. Just saying, you're, you're not going to have Derrick Henry. Uh, Peyton Manning had a bunch of players. Sure did. You know, sure you, did. you need players around you to be successful. Yep. And you just heard it here first. Lou Garini compared to Ryan Tannehill twice to Peyton Manning. In the same show. And I Ming, said, right the channel. Ming, cut it. Ryan cut his mic right now. Turn him off. Ryan Tannehill is better than Peyton Manning. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. Give me your underrated. I'm going to say, believe it or not, Mr. Eyeliner wearing himself, Derek Carr. I hated Derek Carr, but when I was doing this exercise, I was trying to look at quarterbacks that were like in that mid-tier and – I always thought, just by watching him play, that he's a dink and dunker, but and he's just efficient, and he has a losing record, so I get that. But those Raider teams were pretty damn bad, so you can't once again put all the losses on Derek Carr. But look at what he did last year. He was ranked 11th in the league in passing yards with 4,100 yards, 11th in touchdowns with 27, ranked 10th in quarterback ratings with 101.4, ranked 8th in the yards per attempt with 7.9. So he's not dinking and dunking. And he's putting up in the last uh, over the last three seasons over four thousand yards passing, and he has a good. He's very efficient. He seldom gets more than ten interceptions in a year. So not sure why he's being overlooked. I get it because the the franchise itself sucks, but he's a decent quarterback. Derek Carr gets a bum rap, bro. Um, They're always looking to get rid of him too. Uh, it's it's just what it boils. And I I respect what he said that like. If I'm not playing for the Raiders, I'm not playing. I don't actually believe that. But I think that's the type of guy he is. Mm-hmm. I think that's the type of player he is. Like, I've never not seen this guy give his all in games. And, yeah, like like any player, any quarterback, sometimes it's a, a questionable decision. But it's never with, like, malintentions or poor intentions. Like, sometimes it's forcing, forcing the issue because he needs to do that for his team. He doesn't play on a team that carries – winning records consistently, and he has to be the best player on his team. I would tell you this much. If Derek Carr was the quarterback of the 49ers or another deep roster. What about the Vikings? Of the Vikings, for example, those teams are better than they are now because of that quarterback, right? Um, And I have all the respect in the world for Derek Carr. I mean – with all this turmoil around Jimmy G and the 49ers and what was going on, if Derek Carr, if I woke up in the morning and Derek Carr was my starting quarterback, I would not be upset about that. I would say we probably are more competitive tomorrow than we were yesterday is the only way that I can look at it. I like Derek Carr. 
Um, unfortunately for him, he's just in a in a bum situation that's mm-hmm. out of his control. So I'll wrap us up um, with a breakout player. I don't think this is like this won't catch you by surprise. Maybe a little bit by surprise. Is it Tua Tagovailoa? Get them. <laughs> I come on, you know better than that. Joe Burrow it, coming into his second year. I know he's coming off ACL injury. I understand that's going to be tough, but to me, he he showed promise through ten games last year. Um, I, I'm I'm guessing off the top of my head, but I'm assuming it was north of 2,500 yards in ten games. Probably somewhere around 12 or 13 touchdowns, handful of interceptions, if you will. Shout out to Ming for bringing that up on the screen to make <laughs> me look a little bit better than I really am. But I like the addition here with Jamar Chase. You got to think that Joe Mixon having, if uh, if possible, a healthy season takes a little bit of the pressure off another year in the league. I would not be surprised to see this guy go for north of 4,000 yards, 30-something touchdowns. Realistically, probably like 13, 14 picks, right? Because he's going to force the issue a little bit more and he's still got to make some of those in-game mistakes to to learn on. But I think the Bengals are going to be competitive and I think he's going to have a better than expected sophomore season, especially coming off a pretty significant injury. Yeah, I mean, he's Joe Burrow. He's great with LSU. He, he, he played real well last year. And if it wasn't for Justin Herbert, he would have been, up until he got hurt, he would have been the bell of the ball on the offensive side for the Offensive Rookie of the Year. Uh, I'm a big fan of Burrow, and they basically set up this offense just like they did years back with Carson Palmer and the two elite wide receivers on the outside. You got Higgins, you got Chase, uh, they got Mixon. So he has a lot of people supporting him. Don't forget uh, Tyler Boyd. T. Higgins. Yeah, Higgins on the outside. Yeah, If the offensive line can hold up, he's in a tough division, but – I think he's going to give some teams some fits. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm looking forward to watching him play. I think maybe that was more the re- my reason because I, I think of players that I'm like, who am I outside my own team? Like, do I really want to dial into and who do I really want us to cover once we get to the season? Mm-hmm. And I just feel like he's just one of those guys. All yeah. right, Lou, that, that wraps us up for our first installment of Top 10, starting with the most prolific p- position in sports. The quarterbacks will continue on the path with some sexy positions. I believe we have slotted for our next show will be top 10 wide receivers. Yes, the this Divas. Is what, as we go through these positions, I'm looking more and fo- more forward to this because I know we'll have discrepancies on our list. It's hard to have discrepancies around well, the, the quarterback, yeah. right? Like in any of these lists, when we get like one through three, we're going to have all the same names, maybe just different order. But I think like five through 10 on these next positions, like, I don't even know what you're going to come up with. I don't even know what I'm going to come only, up with. And there's only 32 quarterbacks. How many receivers are out there? That's exactly. Why. So you're listening to We're Talking Football Podcast. Big shout out to, to Ming for having us back in a, a shared universe podcast studio. It's been long overdue. Lou, tell the, the people how to follow us in the, the social media world. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at w, uh, WTF Pod NFL. Awesome. Thank you so much for having us back, Ming. Lou, always a pleasure. Can't wait to wrap with you next time. Awesome, bro.